The following podcast may contain themes and references not suitable for young people and may also contain themes and references that might be offensive to some listeners. Be advised that no ill will has been intended in recording this episode and it has been done so purely for entertainment purposes. If you have any concerns or complaints about what is discussed in the following episode, please contact us. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to frock up, put on the sequence and say Guten Tag from Vienna as we bring you Australia's only Eurovision podcast, Eurovision, direct from the Eurovision capital of Australia, Hobart. Now, here's your host, Ben Navotova. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eurovision, episode four, Australia's only podcast dedicated to the Eurovision Song Contest. At least that week, no. Uh, we're very excited to be back once again for another episode. Uh, three episodes basically within a week. We've uh, been busy. We had a bit of a time away. So got to catch up as we get closer and closer to heading to Austria for the 60th Eurovision Song Contest. And joining me on the line are two magnificent gentlemen who love their Eurovision, including the number one expert on all things to do with Bosnia and Herzegovina, it is Noah Groves. Noah, welcome back to Euros Vision. Pozdrav is Australia, I Serbia, Eurovision podcast, like outcast. Right. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me. Uh, 19 days and 9 hours to go at the time of recording. You, We're running out of time. You're not, you're not counting at all. What, what language did we have just then, Noah? Uh, Serbia. Serbia. That's why I said Serbia. Oh, sorry, I didn't. Uh, that bit must have dropped out. I think we've done Serbia, have we? But probably, you know. But we can do. I felt like doing an S one. So. Why not? Why not? Um, I'm glad that we could bring Serbia into it because um, Novak Djokovic hasn't been mentioned in a while. So, well done. Uh, and speaking of Novak Djokovic, it's Jared Lubik. Jared, welcome back to Eurovision. Thank you. Um, apologies in advance for the lovely voice. Um, too much rocking out to, to Finland sort of the last couple of days, but um, hopefully that all sorts itself out soon. You, you said, I, I said this to you off air, but it's almost like your voice sounds more radio-like. I like it, Jared. It's kind of like, I don't know if either of you watch Friends, but it's like that episode where Phoebe got sick and she sounded better when she sang. So once she got better, she kept trying to get sick again. So maybe this is a good sign for you, Jared. Maybe, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe. So just make sure you stay sick. But not like so you die. We don't want you to die or anything. But um, anyway, I'm digging myself a hole. Um, we, we are thrilled to be back here. <laughs> that was a bad, uh, bad <laughs> phrase to use in reference to death. Yes, it's not that you die or anything. But um, yeah. I'm digging myself a hole. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I see what you did there. Good job. Um, well, you did it. I did. I really did. All right. Uh, enough of death. Um, we, we haven't, we, we listened to the United Kingdom songs last episode, so we're fine. Um, we start off every single episode of Eurovision with the latest Eurovision news. Eurovision news. Got some news for you. 
are. Over to you. Uh, we're still working on that intro. Oh, it's um, a bit. Yeah. I still need. Maybe I need to lose my voice so I can get my news voice. Like <laughs> it is eight p.m. on a Monday night. I'm no Rose here. News. Um. We'll start with the little news first. Uh, now available, the official Eurovision app. Oh! Get the app. Ooh. It's it's available. Uh, starting from today, you can download the app from your favorite app store. I don't have a favorite app store. I just have the one. Uh, maybe I need to try some other app stores out <laughs> and see which is the best. But uh, Watching the Eurovision Song Contest has never been more exciting before, during, and after with the official app right in front of you. As you watch the spectacle unfold on TV, Eurovision or Eurovision.tv or even the radio, this app will introduce you to participating artists, the lyrics of the songs for you to sing along, like Jared has been doing with Finland, <laughs> and information for each country, and of course, the results. And uh, this features a revamped design from last year, an overview of latest stories. Well, we don't want that because we want people to tune in to Euro's vision for their latest <laughs> story, but uh, <laughs> Matchmaker, find out which decade of the contest you match best. Ooh. Maybe we have to do that for next episode for yeah. everyone. Uh, the Music Shop, you can get the karaoke version of each song, so there we go. We could sing along like Jared's been doing. Uh, the Merchandise Shop is on there, and also um, <laughs> this was my favourite feature, the Selfie Filter. Oh! Use various funny Eurovision filters for your selfies. So there you go, the Eurovision app. I'm looking at it right now. Got three and a half stars on um, the Google Play Store. Um, Is that your favourite app store? It's the only one I can use because I don't have an Apple. Um, Dovjas Skromas uh, gave it five stars and said, finally, an update. Um, <laughs> He's been waiting for that old Dovra. He has been. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll install it while you continue reading the news. <laughs> there you are. I think next week, uh, next episode, we're going to have to have some fun with the um, with the app and some of the features. But obviously the main story of this week, and I'm not sure when this episode will be out, and maybe old news, is that this year's national juries have been announced for every country. Um, obviously, their vote makes up 50% of the outcome, and all the countries will uh, release their juries, and we'll get to Australia, but just a few facts and figures for this year first. There are 106 jury members who are female, 131 are male, and my favourite bit, three are still missing. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> that that's so that's the, um that's Moldova, isn't it? Like, let's be honest, Moldova's yeah. just been a bit slack. Or the Estonian ones just didn't show up. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, three of the jury members are missing. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, the average age for the jury is forty years. The two youngest jury members are seventeen. I wonder if that's San Marino. Um, the <laughs> oldest that's jury grandpa's member in San Marino. That's like their oldest. <laughs> the oldest jury member is eighty-six. Um, Jesus! So that might be a Russian granny. They've been to every single uh, Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> there are two teenagers, thirty-five jury members in their twenties, eighty-one in their thirties, seventy in their 
40s, 32 in their 50s, 15 in their 60s, one in his 70s and one in his 80s. Um, there's a few people who have already competed in the competition on juries. Richard Wilkins. Um, <laughs> he's competed in Eurovision. <laughs> well, clearly. <laughs> and some of the rules for being a juror, you must not have been a juror in the last two years. Um you cannot become connected to any of the participating songs. <laughs> you must pursue a profession profe profession in in or related to the music industry. You must be a citizen to the country you represent. Um, you can't be an employee of the participating broadcasters, and you have to be at least 16 on the day they vote. Ah. And a few remarks and changes. The Albania jury is not yet complete and therefore not yet approved. <laughs> so does that mean that Albania can be disqualified? Ooh, that would be some hot news mm. for us. Um, I like, this was, was already solved the case of the missing jury. The Swiss, Swiss jury misses their backup jury member, which will be added shortly. Uh, Typical Swiss. Just, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, well, we don't really care. We'll just take it casually. We'll be in the middle. <laughs> and uh, finally, a bit of a scandal. The Dutch backup jury member was not eligible according to the rules and will be replaced. Ah, the Dutch. Those dirty uh, Dutch. Always trying to scheme us. Ah. Um, of course, the biggest news for Eurovision, the Australian Eurovision podcast, is the first ever Australian jury has been announced, and it's made up of five different Australians. Uh, we had Amanda Pellman, who is the chair jury member. Uh, are you a big Amanda Pellman fan, Ben? Look, I have to say that um, when I was waiting for the announcement, I wanted her to be on it because... She is an expert on all things Eurovision. Uh, she's worked. Uh, she signed a young Kylie Minogue. Uh, oh, she well, she's fucking Daddy, brilliant then. She, <laughs> she was going to sign Daddy, but Daddy was too scared to <laughs> do it, so she couldn't sign Eurovision. Daddy. Ah! <laughs> uh, not Amanda Pellman. I'm scared of her. I'm just going to have a picnic. Uh, <laughs> Also casted leading musicals such as Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I think that would make a brilliant Eurovision entry, <laughs> Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yes. And she's produced live events like Long Way to the Top. I don't know what that event was. It's an ACDC musical, is it not? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. And the flashback of Tapes 2, the television program. Ah, Remember that? Classic? Yes, yes, indeed. I recently had to... Uh, Interviewed David Hobson, who was one of the professional performers on It Takes Two. There's a random fact for you. Yeah, that was a classic. Um, <laughs> of course, you already mentioned him, Richard Wilkins. Uh, I don't know why the hell he should be I'm on. I'm so here, excited for Richard Wilkins. You sound like you love him. I actually do. Like, I don't know if I'm like Australia's only Richard Wilkins fan, but like, Rich yeah. Richard, I grew up like most people watching the Today Show, and he was always on it. And then, like, for people older than me, like, he was on MTV in the 80s. He actually released a song. I don't know if you even knew that. He released a song in the 80s. Can't remember what it was called, but, um,. Yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of Dickie. Uh, maybe we'll listen to that song never. Jared, do you uh, like Richard Wilkins? Oh, he's okay. <laughs> I, think that, I think that just sums he's up Australia's okay. opinion of him. Oh, yeah, he's okay. Oh, that guy. <laughs> uh, 
next we have Danielle Spencer. Russell uh, Crowe. She's four years old. Oh, wait, no, she's been playing piano since she's four. Is that, is that Russell Crowe's ex-wife? I think that's Russell Crowe's ex-wife. Uh, you'd think if it was, they would mention it because she's not famous <laughs> is, for anything it is. else. Russell so. Crowe's ex-wife. There you go. They should just call it that. Like, we've got Richard Wilkins. We've, we've got Amanda Pelman. Crow's ex-wife. Um, <laughs> and daughter of Don Spencer, children's entertainer. There you go. Yeah, so <laughs> bit of a nothing, but I guess she'll be all right. Uh, uh, after that is Jake Stone, oh. the famous Jake Stone. How good uh, is he? <laughs> he's a music journalist, a radio host on Triple J, our, our good friend. <laughs> and he released his debut solo single, BRH. Uh, One of my not much songs. more on Jake Stone. Yep. Yeah, BRH. Uh, Jake Stone, Ben. Um, yeah, look, his name's Jake and his surname's Stone. Yep, that's about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and rounding up this eclectic group is. <laughs> well-known, the infamous Ash London. Uh, uh, Ash has lived and breathed pop music since she first saw Britney Cartwheel down the corridor in Baby One More Time. Since then, she's done nothing by the looks of she, it. She, was on the, she used to host that show, The, the Loop, on the Channel 10. Like, if you watch TV late night, Saturday night, they have, like, the Channel 10 music um, clip show, and it's on, like, I don't know, midnight. But, yeah, she used to host that. That's where I know her from. This The thing is, this is a one-off for Australia, and this is a pretty piss-poor panel. Um, <laughs> Jared, I know you were kind of raging about this on Twitter. Do you hate this panel? Look, I wouldn't have picked these people. There's, there's definitely not enough people from Idol, which clearly is <laughs> SBS's thing, and they've just completely forgotten about it. I mean, we should have just got the Idol judges and just put them on the jury. Mark yeah, Holden. Dico seems to be in everything else. <laughs> Marsha Hines, Carl Sandlands. <laughs> and, and down to France. <laughs> the, the even more annoying thing is that our jury members aren't even going over there to watch it. They're voting just... just watching it here and then sending their votes in from here. Lazy bastards. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they miss out on the whole kind of live effect of the show. It's it's interesting that, yeah, like, y y I mean, Richard Wilkins, I think, out of all of them, is like, yeah, like, well, say what you will. I mean, he is an entertainment reporter and he is very knowledgeable in the music industry. Um, and, I mean, their CVs all sound fantastic, good on them. But, like, I mean, Danielle Spencer, like... But outside of Russell Crowe's wife, um, Ash London, Jake Stone. Like, where's fucking Lily Chin? Like, she's an SBS personality. Um, Les Murray. <laughs> I just uh, they, Molly Meldrum. Well, hey, well, actually, in all seriousness, Molly Meldrum would actually be quite a good one to, to go for. But, um, yeah, I... I, well, I wasn't joking. Well, I guess the thing with it is that they probably approached a bunch of people. Like, maybe Molly Meldrum was approached, but maybe Molly doesn't know too much about Eurovision. So, you don't need to know much. Well, true, but yeah. <laughs> well, why did they ask us, Noah? Well, it seems like the obvious choice, seeing as we're already here on the computer, ready to go. Come on, um, SBS. Like, 
we're here. Like, we could just do it. Like, I mean... All you need is one more person. <laughs> add Alex in. You need one more and we're done. Us four and Molly. We're done. <laughs> what they should, what we'll do, we'll do like a Nancy Kerrigan, Tonya Harding thing. One of us will go attack her with like a metal pole, break one of their legs. I'll go after like Jake Stone, <laughs> so he's injured. And um, <laughs> not that it really matters if he's sitting on a computer voting. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll break his tailbone so he can't sit down. Um, <laughs> well, Ben. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just threatening. vision just went to the next level. I'm just threatening violence and committing crimes on air. Go us. Yeah, uh, I would advise against that, Ben. Wait till we're off air so they don't know when we're coming. I will edit that bit out, surely, if you heard that bit. Uh, Jake, we love you. You are a fantastic person, and you're easily one of my top 317 people called Jake Stone. So thank you for being alive. Uh, any other news, Noah? <laughs> uh... Nothing much except for a news story telling us we can't vote until <laughs> the day of thing, which seems Thank like common sense. For that obvious uh, news story. Uh, <laughs> I went hunting for <laughs> the number and it says you cannot vote until the day of the semi-final and the number will not be announced until 24 hours before. Right. So if you lose internet connection, then you're no voting by you. So can um, we vote in the semis, or can we only vote in the final? Yeah, semis. Uh, we can well, vote as soon as the semi opens. And it's 5am, if I'm not mistaken, we get to watch it live. It's the very first time Australia will see it live, at least legally on TV. Um, yep. So I, I, I'm guessing we're all going to get up and watch it, aren't we? It's going to be 5am Wednesday. 5am Friday and then the grand final 5am Sunday. I can tell you I'm not getting up for the 5am Wednesday. No, I, I think I'm just going to get up for the final. <laughs> Wednesday is my freaking day off. I'm not getting up on 5am. I'm getting that Friday off, as you know, so I'm sleeping in that day. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, But as, as passionate Eurovision fans who host a podcast, uh, we recommend everybody else <laughs> get up. Yes. I'm, I'm not fucking getting up. <laughs> We just lost half our audience. Oh, these guys must <laughs> love Eurovision. They're not fucking getting up to watch that at 5am in the morning. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll be there. Uh, we're still a bit bitter from not being selected <laughs> yeah, for the panel. Jake Stone. Us and Molly Meldrum, we're really upset. Screw you, so. Jake Stone. Jake Stone's officially my nemesis. Oh, <laughs> uh, you go after Jake Stone. I think Ash London's going down. Ja- uh, Jared, you can have Danielle Spencer. You've only got Russell Crowe to contend with if you're really pissed off. <laughs> uh, actually, I think I'll go for Richard Wilkins. No, I leave profile, Richard alone. I'm ready for it. Leave Richard alone. I, I've been born to defeat him. <laughs> I was born to defeat Richard Wilkins. Yeah, so we the news is that we don't have any news in terms of <laughs> voting. And I think that wraps up another week in da-da-da-da-da news. And here's some pictures of the beach to take us out. <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm looking at the uh, official Eurovision app and the matchmaker. I'm not going through all of these, but question one is, which kind of Eurovision Song Contest audience do you like the most? All in suits and ties, sitting but cheering, Standing and cheering in front of the stage, or just the VIPs? I'm going to go with standing and cheering in front standing of Standing and cheering. Just the VIPs? How freaking snobby can you <laughs> The song I'm hunting, I believe that's when Switzerland won it. Uh, the song I'm running right now, a uh, humming right now, is a simple ballad, an up-tempo song, something from the disco age, ABBA. Always ABBA. Um, an up-tempo song. 
So what's the question? That was the song. Uh, the question. Is this ABBA? <laughs> what, yes? what kind of performances do you like the most? Something that awes the world with lots of fireworks. Something with amazing costumes as simple as pos- possible. Fireworks, of course. Costume. My favourite winner of all time is Liz Asia, Sandy Shaw, ABBA or Lorene. Oh, I like Lorene. I love you for It's a good song. Best stage costumes are shiny, crazy, simple or revealing. Jared, you can answer that one. Shiny. Oh, I knew you'd say that one. Um, well, I don't know why I said it like that. That sounded a bit mean, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> well, what do you think of an orchestra at the contest? A must? No, just no. They fit sometimes. What's an orchestra, Noah? <laughs> uh, they fit sometimes. That's what he said. I love how I said I wouldn't do this, but I'm just going to go all the way here. Uh, my most played Eurovision Song Contest entry is Nel Blue Dipinto di Blue Valara. Uh, Euphoria, save all your kisses for me, or something from Johnny Logan. <laughs> uh, can they specify the Johnny Logan song, or is it just something? Uh, something from Johnny Logan, let's go with that. Uh, what kind of outfits do you wear the most? Whatever is hip now, I like retro, I like to dress in a conservative way, I'm a hippie with my looks. Um, Where's my Crocs? And, um, <laughs> band outfits. Uh, let's go with whatever is hip right now. Question nine. Your ideal night besides watching the Eurovision Song Contest is partying as hard as I can, a quiet night at home, wondering what the world is all about, going out to do something besides partying. Jared, what would you do? Hmm, going out to do something besides partying. Done. Question ten. Two more to go. On which device did you first get to experience the Eurovision Song Contest? <laughs> Radio, TV, my phone, whatever great gadget that was just released. Noah? Um, TV. TV. And the final question, what is your dream vacation spot? Somewhere quiet, a bustling city, at home, somewhere really warm. I'm going to say a bustling city. Uh, congratulations, we found two matches for you. Well, that's fucking stupid. You had to give me one. Um, I'm either all about the 2010s or all about the 80s. Let's go with the 2010s. It seems you love big hits and powerful performances without too many quirks, and this is exactly why your favourite decade is the one we're at now. Only the best and newest does it for you, and you enjoy living in today. Didn't you also go to see that performance of Conchita the other day and just finished listening to Lorene's album, Carpe Diem? And I can share it on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> wow. I wouldn't if I was you. That was a complete waste of time. Uh, um, we're only 21. So basically... The only Eurovision things we've seen. But say that again. It's the only ones we've seen are the ones where pretty much, we are. Pretty much, yes. Uh, 21 minutes into this episode, we haven't even played a song yet. Um, let's go into Classic Eurovision! Classic Eurovision! Yay! Now, you two don't actually know what I'm going to be playing because uh, I gave you about four different options of what I was going to play. Um, so... <laughs> I've chosen one. I've been selfish with my option too because I personally absolutely love this song. Now, this song won Eurovision in 2004 and uh, it is the only time that this country has won Eurovision. Now, I love this song. When This is one of the ones I really remember when it was on really liking. I was glad it won. And then it shot right into my conscience again 
uh, with the game Grand Theft Auto 4 because this song was featured on Grand Theft Auto 4 and the winner of this uh, that year's Eurovision was a host on one of the radio stations on Grand Theft Auto 4. There's a fact for you at home. Her name is Ruslana and the song is Wild Dancers. Let's hear some of this now. Do you guys remember this song? Why not? <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, yes, I know this one. Jared loves this song. Yeah, partying to this all the time. Of course, in two... No, not partying, going out and doing something else. <laughs> Besides partying. <laughs> now, Ruth Lana actually, she went on to become a politician. After she won Eurovision. She won a World Music Award for her performance. And she held the title of People's Artist of Ukraine. <laughs> there you go. I'm glad I refrained from that. I'm going to be quick here because Russia might take over is playing this in a minute, so... Putin's listening. What is this song being played on podcast? I like it. I take it. So, uh, in terms of what she's done, like, outside of this, yeah, she was a politician. She was an MP serving as deputy in the Ukrainian parliament for the Our Ukraine Party. Oh, what a good party they are. Um, it's, it's actually now known as just Russia's party. Uh, Ruslana was the UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador, and um, she's recognised as the most successful Ukrainian female solo artist and was included in the 10 most influential women in 2013 by Forbes magazine. There you go. So, winning Eurovision, kids, makes you a pretty big deal in the Ukraine. So it's not just ABBA. I don't think ABBA was ever in the Forbes top 10. Jared, you're a big ABBA fan, were they? <laughs> I don't think so. I would, I would definitely like to see some more sort of Eurovision winners going to politics, though. <laughs> You've got to think that, that Lordy could do a great job in Finland. <laughs> the Lordy party. <laughs> the place, hard rock, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> What this in full costume. This song was uh, on the charts for 97 weeks in Europe and was included on the very best of Eurovision, which has just been released this year, celebrating six years of the contest. So there you go. That's Ruslana. A bit more of Ruslana. And we'll fade Ruslana out. Um, just a classic one there. If anybody has any uh, options or opinions what we should do for classic Eurovision, uh, please email them in to us. And remember, we've only got a few episodes that we do, so we might not be able to fit them all in. Uh, <laughs> email them to Jake Stone at, <laughs> yeah. at yahoomail.com. Jake Stone! Um, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to get angry. Uh, interestingly enough, in 2004 when she won, she beat out Serbia and Montenegro and Greece. And Greece won it the next year anyway, so... Only three teams in the competition that year. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. (laughs) You're funny, Jared. Uh, The United Kingdom didn't finish last that year, so... (laughs) Winning for them. Had a big party. Yes. Ah, there we go. All right. Uh, Let's move into the next segment. Let's go into this week's 
finalist. 2015 Eurovision finalist. Now, we're bringing out the big guns. We brought out the shit ones last time, but uh, we're bringing out the big ones because the song we're going to hear today is, um, according to the bookies, we heard from Sweden last episode, this is the second favourite according to the bookies. And also, um, Jared, you've discovered an interesting poll that you sent me. Now, it's a poll based on votes from Eurovision fan clubs. Is that what it is? I believe so, yeah. So a collection of Eurovision fan clubs have submitted their votes for their tips, and according to them, this is also the second favourite. Uh, we are going to Italy. Um, now, uh, dare I ask for anybody's best Italian impersonation? Uh, <laughs> talking about pizza or something? Uh, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> I don't want to ruin our podcast forever. Well, you know, we have that warning at the start of the show for a reason, so we can try and get away with it. I did it last week. Ciao, molto bene. <laughs> hey, you want a pizza? We played the Eurovision. <laughs> Arrivederci. <laughs> Ferrari. <laughs> Arrivederci, off to the pasta. MotoGP. <laughs> I don't fucking know what I'm singing, saying. Mario. <laughs> yes. Luigi. <laughs> this year's song is the Mario. Is the Mario theme. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's what Italy should enter. Mario and Luigi. They would win it. <laughs> My name is the Mario. <laughs> They would win that. <laughs> oh, they so would, actually. Um, now, a lot of people are probably fans of Il Devo. Uh, this, I believe, is their younger cousin's Il Volo. Uh, <laughs> I can't Isn't actually... that a biscuit? <laughs> it's an iced oh. Volvo, isn't it? Uh, oh, iced Volvo. Yeah, I want an iced Volvo. <laughs> They're great. Volvo or Volvo? <laughs> Wait, that's a car. That's a car in a snowstorm. Yeah, that's a car in Sweden, an iced Volvo. All right, let's hear from Iced Volvo. Uh, (laughs) The song is called Grand Amore from Iced Volvo. Uh, Let's hear a little bit of this now. Also known as the theme from Fat Pizza. (laughs) Uh, Hang on a bit. It'll help if I have some volume. Hang on, I'll start that again. Hang on. All right, here we go. Sorry about that, folks. They've already got my vote based on the name. This is a great song. Yum. Go to your supermarket and buy a packet. They're pink with lots of icing on top. Come in packets of ten. <laughs> or maybe eight if you rather budget. Share them with your grandmother. She will appreciate it. <laughs> Better than a milk arrowroot. Oh, this is the part where you realise you're running out of ice vovos and you've got to duck down to the shop and get more. <laughs> I'm very hungry and they're running out. Dip it in my coffee. Gotta hurry. Coles is closing. Oh, this is falling. Ice vovo. They are so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're to be able to play the song. Nice, nice. 
Eyes Bobo Bello Bambo Monti In all seriousness, this is actually a really good song. I quite like this song. We cranked it a bit. Okay, sorry. Have you got the translation for the lyrics? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Winter Woolworths They were on special Two packs for three dollars <laughs> Okay yeah, yeah. Fade out Ice Vovo um, It's quite a good song I like Ice Vovo um, <laughs> You realise we're just going to call them that now We're never going to call them Il Volo Jared are you, are you an Ice Vovo fan? Yeah, I mean, it's a great song and potentially an even better biscuit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think they'll do very well. I think the big question is, um, if they lose, will Italy kind of be a little bit miffed and pull out of the competition next year? Because um, they've done it in the past, so we'll see. They're not not a country that likes to lose, are they, old Italy? So, no. no. Noah, Ice Vovo? Uh, I only heard about 30 <laughs> seconds of it, but uh, this isn't a winner, but I think uh, I think it's got a bit of a shot for maybe a top 10. It's one of the few non-English ones, and I did find some of the lyrics. I close my eyes and I think of her, the sweet scent of her biscuit. Uh, I added that skin. It's a voice inside taking me where the sun rises. Uh, blah 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 blah. Tell me why when I think I only think of you. Tell me that you never, that you will never leave me. Uh, I want to wake you up. Uh, smile at the dog. So many songs are not wanting to wake people up. Like, are people sleeping in Europe this year? Like, what's going on? No, uh, well, half of them haven't shown up, and some of them are missing. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty good one. I uh, wish I didn't read the English translation. I think it was best left Italian. <laughs> it's, um, well, Italy in terms of, I mean, you mentioned, Jared, about them not showing up. Well, they didn't compete between uh, 1998 and 2010 and 1994 and 1996. Now, they're, of course, part of the big four. So, um, <laughs> they... Uh, yeah, they get a guaranteed spot. I think spot. that right should be taken away from them. Remember Big Five, sorry, not Big Four. Um, I always forget about Spain. Who gives a shit about them? Um, now, they've won it twice, Italy. They won it in 1992. Toto Kut... Uh, sorry, 1990, they won it. Toto Kutuguno. What a great singer he was. Um, he won with Insane 1992. He had to put the name... What? So the song was called Insane 1992, but it was in 1990. He was talking about the future then, apparently. And, um, of course, they famously won in 1964 with Gigilio Quinqueta and Noher Letta. What a great song that was. Classic one, that one. Oh, easily one of the best. Um, and last year, they competed with Emma. Oh, love Emma. Uh, La Mia Cita. And they finished in 21st 
position. Um, their best performance of recent times was in 2011. Uh, their first time they competed in about 12 years with Raphael. <laughs> Is that like with Donatella and Leonardo and all the other turtles? Um, <laughs> Raphael Gualazzi and Madness of Love. Generally, they always sing in Italian. Um, sometimes they mix English in, but for the most part, their songs have always been... In Italian, I like this. I think this has got a real big shot. This is, to me, a top three song. I, I'm predicting this could win. Top three. Top three. It's different. Like, it's it's operatic. It's, you know, it's... I don't know. There's just something about this song that... Well, it's very dramatic. It, well, it is. And that gives... You know, I mean, it just makes me want to have a biscuit. So, it brings back terrible memories of last year at university when I had to learn about opera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it brought back temporal memories last year when I, they made me compete in Eurovision. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I terrible memories when I dropped my ice vovo into my coffee, which is like my worst fear ever. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Oh, and then you get to the bottom of your coffee and it's all it's soggy all clunky, and, and oh. through the remainder of the drink, you've got bits. Um, <laughs> you try and scoop. That ends up even worse than it was if you tried the scoop. <laughs> so you got to just leave the lump and you got the bits. It's horrible. Yeah. No, it's it's a pain. It really is. Um, I wonder we're not on the freaking council. <laughs> Too messy. <laughs> uh, Italy have given the most points to the United Kingdom, France and Ireland. And the United Kingdom, France and Ireland have uh, given them the most points. So there you go. That's nice. Good on them. Uh, that's Italy. And uh, that's the finalist for this week. In, in terms of Ice Volvo, just quickly, um, they won the San Remo, isn't that a brand of pasta, uh, music festival in 2015. Yeah. Um, gee, their Wikipedia, Wikipedia page is quite big. Um, they've had plenty of tours, the North American tour, the European tour, the Takes Flight tour. Uh, <laughs> and that, Where will they be then? They have won two Billboard Latin Music Awards. And they've been nominated for two Latin Grammys. Wow! Uh, um, I think you missed this bit on their Wikipedia page. Iced Vovo is a wheat flour biscuit topped with a strip of pink fondant on either side of a strip of raspberry jam and sprinkled with coconut. That's it. That's exactly so, it. Yep. Yeah, the Arnott's Tour. Yeah, the Arnott's Tour. Damn straight. In in 24th of November 2007, Kevin Rudd made a light-hearted <laughs> of Iced Vovos in his election victory speech, <laughs> jokingly urging his team to have a strong cup of tea with an Iced Vovo before getting to work. <laughs> this led to skyrocketing Iced Vovo sales. <laughs> wow. Kevin Rudd, the spokesperson for Arnott's they never knew they had. <laughs> Oh, Ireland's not going to be, or maybe will be voting for Italy this year. A similar product called a Mikado has been sold in Ireland by Jacob's Biscuits since 1888. Oh, Jacob's Biscuits. What a great company they are. So, um, yeah, Kevin Rudd, a big fan of Ice Vovo. He has all their albums. Well, I do have to say, uh, just quickly back to the Latin Grammy Award. They were robbed back in 2011. They were nominated for the Latin Grammy Award for Best Pop Album by a Duo, vo duo or Group with Vocals because I love those bands who don't sing with vocals. Um, and they lost to uh, Alex, George, Elena. God, they're so overrated. Um, and they were also nominated alongside Bellanova, Rio Roma, and Siam. So hopefully Isovovo will win that Latin Grammy for their Eurovision performance. Um, Italy, that's it. 
see you <laughs> soon, Italy. Uh, let's go into our semi-finalists. Semi-finalists. Love that intro. Oh, Jared, you love that the best, don't you? Yeah, that's better than partying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hate. Better than going out and doing something else. You should put that on the app. <laughs> now we've already mentioned this country this episode, and uh, this is a, this is a, tell you what you think of tourism meccas for Australians. You go to your local flight centre. There's never any brochures for this country left over, Moldova, uh, and the singer for this country uh, is Edward Romagnotto. Hang on, let's try that again. Romagnotta. And the song um, is called I Want Your Love. So all you ladies and men listening to this, Edward wants your love. Let's hear from Moldova. Oh. I like that Dover. Oh, whistle. Yeah, and what? Jesus. It's very early 2000s boy band. I want to bring back the eyes of Ovo. This is very like... He looks like Aaron Carter. He looks like Aaron Carter. This sounds like a different song. I like that whistle in the background. Did he say we're going to Moldova? Come <laughs> over, over to Moldova. It's their national tourism campaign song. We've got plenty of streets in Moldova. Lots we've got mountains and seas. Come over, over to Moldova. You can eat at your local McDonald's in Moldova. <laughs> it's catchy. I don't mind it. It's not going to win. <laughs> this is going to be stuck in my head all night now. Hey, you could answer that in the uh, Eurovision app. Oh. All right, thanks, Edward. Um, now, uh, I don't know if I should ask you questions about the song or questions about the country of Moldova, Noah. Um, what's your thoughts on Edward or Edward Roman? This one is going to be, yeah, as I said, stuck in my head for the rest of the night, I think. It's very, as you said, like kind of boy bandy. I think this has a huge shot. A shot. I think this is going to be a top ten one. Mm. Um, it's very uh, um, getting into it lyric wise. Um, I want your love. Uh, uh, I've lost the lyric, but it's very uh, a bit racy. But um, yeah, I think it's a top ten. Don't know if it will win, but it's up there. It's kind of catchy. Uh, I hate the song, but I think it will do well. Do so you think it will easily not only make the final, but it will make the top ten? Well, not easily, but I think for sure it's in the final and could very much creep into the top ten. All right. Jared? Uh, I disagree. I don't think this has a shot at making it out of the semis. It just feels really dated, and, and the best thing about it is 
is all the sort of controversy that's surrounding it because um, at the at Maldo's election, it was um, accused of um, there was vote rigging, corruption, plagiarism ah. over the song, and apparently um, Edward used uh, two hundred SIM cards in the green room to ah. vote for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Those sneaky old omens. <laughs> it's so, I mean, uh, that's not cool. Like you might think that's a cool thing. That's not cool. No, that's. I mean, who uses SMS voting still? Like <laughs> <laughs> Moldovan. Well, actually, if you look at the televote here, he beat out Doridos and the song Marikika, and they he thrashed them. 13,500 televotes to <laughs> 9,608. The next one was 4,875 Sunstroke Project and Michael Ra, Day After Day. And uh, sadly, Julius Sandu and Fire only came in uh, down near the bottom. They only got 273 votes. That's a bit sad. Um, wow, I didn't know that, Jared. Moldovan Sneaky expert here. <laughs> you- and um, Epic Sax Guy missed out on coming back, so I mean that's a real shame. Yeah, no, that that's sad. At least their um, at least their campaign to get people on the show isn't like an eighteen-year process, um, like we had last episode. I know they bypassed it with all their SIM cards. Wow, yeah, they've only just gotten SIM cards in Moldova. It seems like, oh, how can we use these? <laughs> oh, what's this? I want to use this. <laughs> Give me two hundred. I, I think they've obviously only just got early two thousands music because he looks like Aaron Carter and it sounds like the Backstreet Boys. Um, I just see, uh, uh, yeah, man, I. Uh... I used 200 SIM cards. That's not cool. Well, what are you doing? Reading a little bit about Edward here is actually Ukrainian. And <gasps> he, this is interesting. <laughs> this is not the first time he's, he, he attempted in 2011 to compete for Ukraine in Eurovision. He finished <laughs> seventh in a field of 19. In 2012, he made his second attempt to represent Ukraine with his song, I'll Never Let Go, and finished fifth in a field of 21. In 2013, he made his third attempt to represent the Ukraine <laughs> with his song, Get Real With My Heart, where he placed third in the field of 20 entries. And in 2015, Edward participated in live auditions of O Meleda Puntra Europa, uh, and qualified into the first semi-finals that took place. He qualified for the finals where he landed first place, 84 points on juries and 13,500 votes from televoting. So, Jared, basically, he's, like, been shunned by the Ukraine and has buggered off to Moldova. He's probably looked at a map of Europe and gone, where can I represent Europe yeah. in Eurovision? I like the idea that each year he just goes to a different Europe country. <laughs> Next year he'll well, dress up as, like, Flo he was up against Guy Sebastian this year. <laughs> Hello, mate. How you going? <laughs> Dinky died true blue. <laughs> I want your kangaroo. Die kangaroo. Oh, I should have been not start singing that. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that should have been our entry. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that, just a disclaimer, that was a total joke. It was, yes, it was. Go to hell, roll. <laughs> we fucking hate you. Wow. Uh, just quickly, Moldova. Um, only twice... They've, they've only competed since 2005. Uh, so this is their 11th year, and only twice have they failed to make the finals. So they've done all right. Their best performance was sixth back in 2005 with Zadob C. Zadub and their classic Bianco Batatoba finished in sixth place. And last year, they did not make the finals. Christina Scarlett's song Wild Soul was not wild enough and fucked up. 
Um, so there you go. Oh, controversial Moldova. Edward, you are on notice, apparently. Uh, all right, semi-final, semi-final one. We're still going here. Uh, let's now move. Well, we've uh, already mentioned this uh, country taking over certain things um, in this episode. Well, they've taken over a spot in our semi-final list. It is a powerhouse of Europe, a powerhouse of the world, really. And uh, when it comes to Eurovision, not the most powerful nation, you would say. They have won it before on one occasion in 2008. But uh, when there's no grannies involved, generally we don't give a shit. Here is Russia's entry for 2015. Polina Gagarina and a million voices. We are the world's Oh, she doesn't waste any time. Boggy! Take note then, Boggy. Straight into it. No music. Sing she listened to Boggy and she's like, oh, I've got to get, I've got to do something about I'm, I'm a big fan of Russia, but this song's a bit lame. I think they missed a huge opportunity here of not using Pussy Riot for the Russians. <laughs> I think that would have gone down very well. Are they out of jail yet? Uh, they could... Hey, she was born exactly nine days after I was. That's a random fact for you. Well, yeah, yeah, you talked about the early 2000s. This is freaking like 90s ballad Titanic. You're not wrong there. Bit of Celine Dion. She's not too, but she's quite cute, old Polina. Bring back, uh, what was that entry we loving that everyone hates? Portugal. Yeah, bring back Paul. This is actually a pretty shit song. <sighs> okay, Russia, you're shutting up. <laughs> don't take we over. Don't take over the Ukraine. Uh, Jared, what did you think of Polina there? Uh, it's not my favourite song, but I do think that it will probably go quite well. I think Russia generally does make the finals, so. Uh, yeah, I could see it sort of, sort of, uh, maybe breaking the top ten. I don't know. They had kind of a similar song in like 2013, and and that did all right. I mean, the political situation is obviously going to make them lose votes, but I still think that they could sort of finish towards the top of the group. They've only once failed to make the final. That was in 1996. Um, and, of course, this is Russia as Russia, not um, the Soviet Union, or no doubt they competed back then as the Soviet Union. Um, Noah, Russia this year? Oh, I hate the song. <laughs> so boring. Um, like I said, they should have used Pussy Ride. I think that would have got a lot of votes. But I don't think Putin would be happy with that. Um, they should have put Putin up. <laughs> oh, they may as well just have him. I'd vote for Putin. Uh, him in like a big gown like that Romanian guy from last year. <laughs> that, that could be good. Or Putin and Conchita oh, Duet. Yes. Didn't Russia want a band? Like they were going to, last year they were going to um, form their own because they were so pissed off that Conchita won. Uh, don't know, I want to spoil everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I reckon either low finals or high semi-finals, but I'm not loving this one at all. Look, I've got a feeling they like 
if they they might miss out in the final, but I kind of agree with Jared. They generally do make it though because it's, it's Russia. But um, this song's pretty shit. I don't, I don't know. Like, eh. um, they they're pretty successful though in Eurovision. The Russians since um, nineteen ninety four was their first year. Um, they've only won it once in 2008 with Dima Belan and Believe. Uh, the Russian grannies still ripped off. Um, Not the, But recently, if you look at their... Last year they finished 7th, 5th uh, in 2013, 2nd in 2012. Uh, I remember Tattoo back in 2003. They finished 3rd. I thought they were going to win it that year. Um, but they've finished second a heap of times, and they generally finish in the top ten. And funnily enough, the most votes that they like to give out uh, is to the Ukraine. Um, funnily <laughs> enough, I wonder why we give you votes in Eurovision and we take over your country. Uh, <laughs> but the Ukraine don't like giving them points. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there you go. They're not even in it this year. And then Paulina Gagarina, uh, as I said, she's. Born on the 27th of March, 1987. Um, she is married to Russian actor Peter Kislov and has one son. But then they divorced. And <laughs> she married photographer... A true Russian love. <laughs> she married photographer Dmitry. Isn't that everyone in Russia is called Dmitry? Uh, Dmitry... That's the cab driver. <laughs> Uh, and she's been in lots of movies. She was um, well, she was in Oz the Great and Powerful as Dorothy, as the Russian dub. So she's like one of these like Russians who does the voiceovers for DVDs. Okay. Um, wow. Good on you, Paulina. Anyway, that's Russia. Uh, all right, let's move on to the second semi-final. We've got two songs left to go. Let's go to Azerbaijan. Why not? Our 2011... <coughs> champions. Uh, of course, we were in Baku back in 2012. You love Baku, don't you, Jared? It's one of your dream holiday destinations. Mm, right up the top of the list of places to visit. Yep, absolutely. I love Baku too. <laughs> Good. Uh, now, this year, Azerbaijan is represented by Elnor Husenov, and the song is called Our... Oh, wow. <laughs> the song is called Hour of yep. the Wolf. Oh. Is this what does the fox say? I hold my breath. Oh, do you really? I'm on the edge. Storming hills, I've been lost and found. I hope they're coming. I can hear them running. I hope they're coming. I hear them running. He said that he Thanks for that. That's so funny. Oh, you tell him, Elnor. Oh, that's a classic Eurovision call. Lots of weirdness going on. <laughs> Now, is he wearing a dress? <laughs> He's got like giant feathers behind him in the photo I'm looking at. He's a bird. <laughs> Not a wolf? 
Alright, you're putting me to sleep there, Uno. If you want to sleep tonight, well then... It's so much about sleeping this year, Europe! Like, seriously, um... No, <sighs> Noah, I'll wake you up, Azerbaijan. Yeah, I'll just talk asleep. Um, <laughs> I think, I hate it. I think it's so boring. Um, but I think it will do well. It's got that Eurovision epic chorus. Oh, yeah, 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 with the drum. Like, wind everywhere. Like, um, Hopefully we get some live wolves on stage. That would make it. Um, yeah. I, I really don't like it, but I think it will make the final. It's uh, placed in the top ten in terms of the betting odds right now, just uh, below Norway and ahead of Slovenia. And I should I just mention, actually, Russia? What the fuck? Russia's sixth favourite with that song. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, the Ukrainians are really influencing something there. They used 2,000 bookies uh, <laughs> that they purchased. For the, uh, the KGBs are very much like you. Um, if you're listening to this, the KGB, we like you. Uh, Jared, Azerbaijan. Yeah, go after, uh, what's his face, Stoney. Yeah, fucking Not Jake Stone. He said the bad things about you, I heard it. Yeah, Jake Stone did it, not us. Jared, Jake Azerbaijan. Jake Stone tweeted, hashtag, screw the KJB. Eldor, Eldor. <laughs> um, I mean, I think... He's an okay singer. I do think that it will do better than it deserves to do. That kind of seems to be typical with with Azerbaijan. They usually finish kind of up the top of the order, and I'm left a bit wondering why that is. I mean, when they won, I was like, how did that happen? That was probably the biggest Eurovision shock that I've seen. Azerbaijan winning with that song, I was like, what? Um, But, yeah, I do. they'll probably do really well top ten, but I don't think they deserve to finish that high. In, they've only competed since 2008, so this is their eighth year. They've never missed the final. They've only once finished outside the top ten. That was last year. Dallara Kazimova finished in 22nd. They always poll more than 100 votes. Um, so they finished 8th, 3rd, 5th, 1st, 4th, and 2nd, um, and then 22nd last year. Interestingly enough, Elnor Husanyov. This is not his first time competing in Eurovision. When Azerbaijan first represented in 2008, he was part of the duo Elnor and Samir, and they finished eighth with the song Day After Day. They since split, and now he's performing by himself. So (laughs) there's an interesting little uh, fact for you. But a country that has never missed the final in every single year they've competed in. So, yeah, you're on the money there, Jared. They, They always tend to do well, the old... Azerbaijanis and um, Elnor, as I said last with uh, the Russian chick, uh, this guy's born 15 days before me, March the 3rd, 1987. Um, so there you go. And he won the fourth season of The Voice Turkey. <laughs> so, uh, well, I think Dustin won season one, didn't he? He did. He actually did. Um, why the hell is he going like, what? He got, there's no voice Azerbaijan? Like... <laughs> He's he's like our old mate from Moldova. He does a Europe slot. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, all right. Well, the bookies like this one, but um, are we are we both thinking though that all three of us, I should say, that he's going to make the finals at least, guys? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Not the winner though. Surely not. No. Well, according to the fan poll, he's also in the top ten. So Azerbaijan. They're popular in Eurovision, apparently. They've got a good name to say during the live show. Azerbaijan! <laughs> Sounds like a sneeze. Azerbaijan! 
<laughs> like it's it's good for them to announce, but other than that, if whatever. Fucking Jake Stone gives him like votes. I'm gonna hunt him <laughs> down, Jake. Like, no, don't give Azerbaijan votes. Anyway, ah, uh, Jake. Ah, uh, bloody Jake Stone. He just brings me down whenever I think of him. Um. All right, let's us go to the final song uh, of the episode, and um, another country that. Generally does okay in Eurovision. They won it only a few years ago, back in 2009. They've won it three times, uh, has Norway. Um, and this year's song is also quite a chance of winning. Uh, they're actually just above Azerbaijan in the bookies race and just below Russia. So they're entrenched in the top ten in terms of uh, possibilities of finishing. But uh, let us hear now from Morland Debra Scarlet and... A monster like me from Norway. Honey. There you go, Boggy. Once again, straight into I'm it. Telling the truth. <laughs> Simple. Learn. Learn. Learn from your neighbours. In my early youth, my mind went blank. I lost control. Norwegians just remind me of like hobbits. I was just a little boy. That's the deal. No, but like. When they won it the other year with Fairy Tale and like, better let you go. When they did that world um, idol that Guy Sebastian competed in, the guy who won it was Norwegian. He looked like a hobbit. This song always comes on my iTunes on shuffle. Oh, this is gonna do it. It's a boring song. Come on, Deborah. Where's Deborah? She's gonna start singing. She's doing the boggy. Here she comes. What am I to you? I don't know. What are you to do? I have pulled the tempo. She's only 22. The Norwegian Swiss singer. Yep. Sure, still 18 years older than Sam Marino. <laughs> and she's a ringer. <laughs> she is. To find the prince you thought you found in me. She's redhead dashing for office. <laughs> A redheaded Norwegian. So you really hear too much of? <laughs> okay. Thanks, Deborah and Moorland. Um, th- that's probably Russia's song, Moorland. They want more land. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, Jared. Norway, monster like me. Uh, I really like this song, and I I think it will do well. It it will do well. I think top ten, sort of for sure. I think it's a good duet. It's kind of the year of the duets this year, and I think all of them, kind of Bar San Reno, will do um, well. Okay, uh, Noah. Sorry, I thought you'd be saying something else there. Never mind. Uh, I don't like the song once again. That's a theme for this episode. But I also think it's finalist. Uh, maybe won't say full confidence top 10, but maybe top 15 or so. I think it will do well, but I'm not loving this song like much of the songs this episode. I, I should apologise to all our red-headed listeners if I offended you by calling you a ranger. Um, <laughs> but it's very Australian and it tends to be something that isn't overly offensive, I don't think, at least anyway. Um, yeah, look, it's it's a song that I feel will do well. Probably will finish in the top ten. I don't particularly like it. It's a bit slow and boring, but um, 
you know, this this is a song that wouldn't surprise me if it wins. I hope it doesn't win, but I mean, when they won with Fairy Tale a few years ago, I mean, I didn't really like that, and yet everyone talked that up, and then that won. So, yeah. So we could be going back to Oslo, maybe. Who knows? Uh, so it's going to make the final, though. You both saying yes? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Easily. All right. Um, there's Norway. Um, in terms of their history in Eurovision. Um, Yep, I did have it up. Yep, all right, here we go. So, as I said, they've won it three times. 2009, uh, Alexander Ryback, fairy tale, as I said. Um, 1995, Secret Garden, uh, one with Nocturne. And um, back in 1985, Bobby Socks and Ladette Swing. Um, <laughs> there you go. But in terms of also them winning, they Norway have a bit of a history of finishing last. Um, <laughs> they have finished last. In 1963, 1969, 1974, 1970, 78, 81, 1991, Better simply known as Moreland. Um, he's originally from the band Absent Elk. Oh, how good are they? Um, and they have supported... Well, they've gone like most of other Eurovision <laughs> They supported uh, The Script, The Hoosiers, and Girls Aloud. Jesus, that's the first time Girls Aloud has been uttered in a sentence in like 17 years. Um, Deborah Scarlett, um, as I said, she's a Norwegian-Swiss singer. What a combination that is. She's like an elf, but always neutral. Um... And she competed on the Norwegian version of The Voice. <laughs> so, obviously didn't win it. <laughs> so, anyway, that's Norway. Um, and Norway, we're nearly over. Uh, we're getting we're getting through a lot of these songs, now. We'd, we'd mainly be over the halfway point now, wouldn't we? Well, we've only got 19 uh, days and 8 hours, so... Better fucking hurry up. We better get through them. We do. <laughs> oh, haven't we had some exciting songs today? We're all very like, yeah, we better get through them. <laughs> Bring back Dustin and the Ice Vovos. Bring back Boggy. Oh, wait, too far. We haven't mentioned Boggy much this episode. Yeah. Poor Boggy. Anyway. Uh, Boo Boggy. Boo Boggy. Hashtag for this episode, Noah. Oh, it has to be iced Vovo. <laughs> yeah, Jared, can it be anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Alrighty. Jared, I hope by the next time we record, you've still got your voice like that, because um, I like it. it. It does things for me. Good job. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, now he's going to be really self-conscious when he's normal. <laughs> he's just going to start speaking like Batman. Um, <laughs> Jared. Batman should enter. Jared. <laughs> Singing in Gotham City. <laughs> saving the day, hooray, hooray! I'm saving the day because I'm Batman. No, 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 Batman. It's a love song to Robin. When I see you in your green and red, you get the bat. You wear your skin tight pants. When you get the grapple hook, you make me go old book. Slide down my pole into the back cave. Batman, you make my signal shoot into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely can beat for Moldova. There'll be a controversy there. 
<laughs> My favourite bats are the ones that nibble <laughs> on your ear. So Batman, come over. I said, Batman, you're the bat for me. I said, Batman, <laughs> come over here. Because I want to save the day with you. Mm. No, gross, ladies and gentlemen. Australia's entry the Batman between Robin duet. Australia's entry into Eurovision 2016. <laughs> Me singing both both ends of Batman and Robin <laughs> with no costumes, improvised live on stage. Just Noah. Um, Batman and Robin, an unlikely love story, featuring Noah Gross. <laughs> Batman, come on. All right, we're done. And Jake Stone is artistic director. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, Noah. Oh, hashtag better than Bobby. Thank you, Noah, for your time and your Batman song. <laughs> uh, thank you. Tweeting any other uh, unlikely Eurovision songs we can work on if you feel like it. I actually did have a question. I should say Catherine sent us in a question, but um, uh, we'll get to that next time, Catherine. I think we've run out of time. Uh, Jared, thank you as always. Thank you, it's been fun. And uh, I'm going to close it out with uh, this week's language for me is French. I went really lazy and just went for one that I actually took for two years and still don't know much. Uh, so in closing, Merci pour la regaga, regaga uh, on Eurovision. Uh? Mon nom est Ben. Nous allons revoir la prochaine fois. Au revoir, une bonne nuit. Don't forget the Swiss. Yes.